You're listening to the Side Hustle Teachers Podcast with your host, Stacey Ogden. Well, hey, and welcome back to Side Hustle Teachers. I'm Stacey Ogden, your host, and today we are talking about things I wish I had known when I started blogging way, way, way back. (laughs) Now, I started blogging in 2013, and I had no idea what I was doing. I made a lot of mistakes. I mean, a lot of mistakes. And my mistakes cost me time and money, and they slowed the growth of my business in ways I can't even measure. Now, last week, I had a client who asked me what I would do differently if I could go back and start over, and it got me thinking. So today, I want to share with you eight things that I suggest all new bloggers do to avoid my beginner mistakes. Here we go. Number one, start before you're ready. No matter how long you wait, how much you learn, how many checklists or spreadsheets you make, you'll never feel ready. The first time you hit publish is going to be scary. Do it anyway. Learning and growth moves much faster when you have a real live blog. Instead of theorizing about what you need to do, you can put your ideas into practice, see what works and what doesn't, and adapt as needed. When I started my first blog, I hesitated to put myself out there. Even when I finally published a post, I wanted to keep it to myself. I was worried about what people would think. What would they say about me? In the end, it was no big deal. A few people said they liked my post. Some others said they were happy for me. And more often than anything else, they wanted to know how I was doing it. The lesson? Just hit publish. You'll never be fully ready. Number two, quality over quantity. One of the most intimidating things when you're starting a blog is when you look at the volume of content that more established bloggers have. It's easy to think that you need to pump out as much as possible to catch up with them. Content, however, is a quality craft. At the beginning of my blogging journey, (laughs) I posted a new blog post every day. I was trying to show that I was a quote unquote real blogger by having a library full of content to share. What actually happened was that I started approaching burnout incredibly fast. Even worse, my content was mediocre. I felt frustrated because I was working all the time and my posts were getting no traction. It's no wonder because they weren't that great. Gradually, I started to slow down my content production and spend more time on quality. I went back and I upgraded some of my old blah posts and republished them as new. And lo and behold, my page views started to tick up, people started spending more time on my site, and my income went up. The lesson? More is not better. Put out the best content you can and don't worry about anything else. Number three. Start your email list as soon as possible. Your email list is your most precious commodity, period. The sooner you start getting people to join your email list, the better. Your email is the best way to get in touch with your audience. Email has an average open rate of 20%, where a social media post will only reach 3 to 5% of your followers. That's a huge difference. So to paraphrase a common expression, 
you should always be list building. Now, I heard this advice when I started out and I ignored it. (laughs) I thought Facebook and my daily blog posts would be enough to get people to my site. And I was wrong. The fact is that people are busy and they won't just go check out your site because it's awesome. They need you not only to remind them to make it as easy as possible to see what you're doing. Once I started collecting emails and sending out weekly messages, I saw a massive jump in my page views. Readers appreciated knowing about my new post and I made it easy for them to get there by including a link. ConvertKit, which is the email service that I use and recommend, even has a free plan now. So there's no excuse to put it off. The lesson, put a call to action to get people on your email list in every post and email them regularly. Number four, stay within your niche. When you start a blog, it's important to choose a niche. This clarifies the purpose of your blog to your readers, and it helps you stay on topic when you're writing your posts. However, a common mistake new bloggers make, including yours truly, is going off topic or following a new trend that doesn't fit your niche. My blog was for busy moms who wanted simple ideas to do with their kids, meals to make for their kids, and ways to organize their lives to make them easier. But I was so excited about everything I was learning about blogging, I added a new category to my site. And the post didn't bomb, but they also didn't get a lot of attention. So basically, I spent a lot of time and energy on posts my audience didn't care about. In the best possible scenario, a blog post that doesn't fit your niche will just sit there on your site and no one will read it. On the other hand, random off-topic posts can tank your SEO and confuse your readers, leading them to not follow your future links because they don't have time to go and see if you're back to giving them what they want. The lesson here is to keep giving your audience what they signed up for. Pick a niche and stick with it. Number five, engage your small audience. One of the biggest benefits of having a small audience when you first start out is that you can really get to know them and what they need. Oftentimes, these early supporters will become your most loyal readers and devoted fans if you engage with them. When they comment on a post, respond. If they reply back to your email, consider that an invitation to continue the conversation. Ask for their opinions and then go with what they say they want. As your blog grows, you won't have the time to engage on this level, so take advantage of it while you can. In my first year, I was so busy creating content every single day. I didn't allow myself to talk to my followers. I know I missed out on a huge opportunity to build relationships and to develop a solid base of go-to fans that I could always rely on for support, to take polls, and to spread the word about my blog. The lesson, embrace your small audience and let them help you make your blog even better. Number six, plan your posts in advance. 
Now, most blogging gurus will tell you that you should write your blog post well in advance. Many suggest batching weeks of content at once, but that advice is often unreasonable for teachers. It may even prevent some people from getting started because it seems overwhelming. Total honesty, I'm recording this blogcast on Saturday to be published on Sunday. That's the life of a teacher. Sometimes I'm able to batch and get ahead, and sometimes it's a scramble the night before. What you should do, though, is plan your posts in advance. Knowing what you're going to write about for the next three to six months is not only good practice, it makes life easier. Having a content plan enables you to make sure that your posts are aligned with your business goals, and it takes the pressure off when you sit down to start writing because you know what you're going to write about. If I had had a content plan when I started blogging, I wouldn't have started writing about blogging and business. I would have sidestepped that whole mistake. The lesson, even if you don't have time to write posts in advance, create a plan to make life easier and stay on track. You can always check out the five-day challenge to get your content plan together. And of course, the link is in the show notes. Number seven, ignore the haters. Trolls are part of life on the internet. While you can use plugins like Akismet to block spam comments on your blog, there's no way to keep 100% of the haters out of your hair. The fact is that once you put anything on the internet, someone is going to not like it, take it wrong, or just say mean things because they're sad little people who are deeply dissatisfied with themselves. That doesn't mean you shouldn't post. It just means that you have to have a thick skin. When I got my first hater, I very nearly quit blogging. They really know how to push buttons. But just like the kids in your class who say horrible things because they're so desperate for attention, I learned not to take their words personally. And bonus, unlike the kid in my class, I don't have to engage with trolls at all. Just delete and move on. The lesson here is... Haters gonna hate, 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 and you just need to let it go, let it go. (laughs) I'm sorry, I had to. Number eight, focus on action, not analytics. I believe you need to know your numbers. You need to know what posts are doing well and which aren't. You need to know if the action you're taking is working. But before you can know if what you're doing is effective, you need to take action. In fact, the vast majority of your time should be spent doing things that will actively grow your blog and business. There were days in the beginning when I would sit and hit refresh on my blog stats page. I'd go start the dishwasher, refresh the page. I'd grade some papers, refresh the page. It was kind of pathetic, and I'm honestly embarrassed to share that with you, but it's true. And all that time wasn't doing anything to grow my blog. Sure, I knew that two more people had viewed my blog, woohoo, but I hadn't done anything to help any more people find me. Instead, set a date on your calendar each week or month to review your key performance indicators and stay off the stats page otherwise. Lesson, there's a fine line between knowing your numbers and obsessing over them. At the end of the day, everyone is going to make mistakes along the way to becoming a blogger. It's normal and it's how we grow, but you don't have to make all the mistakes. (laughs) 
Now that you know some of my biggest errors, go out and make your own. And until next time, happy hustling. Real quick, before we wrap up, let me remind you one more time to go join the Side Hustle Teachers community on Facebook. Inside, you'll find thousands of teachers in all stages of building and growing a business who are just waiting to connect with you. And as a community member, you also get the inside scoop and early access to all things Side Hustle Teachers. Just go to sidehustleteachers.com forward slash Facebook or search up Side Hustle Teachers on Facebook. See you in there.